Shana Tova. It's the Jewish New Year. Welcome to Bible in the News. With you this week is David Billington. As the new Jewish year comes in the Middle East, it is a very turbulent situation, and the future looks very bleak, especially without the Bible. For this week's Bible in the News, we want to assess Israel's situation in the Middle East and try and see where things are headed with Bible in hand. Israel's northern front is in a very edgy situation. Syria has become much bolder ever since the Lebanon war last summer, and recently it has been reported that they are acquiring new weaponry from Russia. It seems that Israel made a strike deep inside Syrian territory this week, with various reports suggesting different targets, such as, a wep as weapons being shipped to Hezbollah, or even a hit on some kind of a nuclear complex that is being built by the Syrians with help from South Korea. Syria has threatened to respond to the Israeli strike, however, so far they have not done so. Hezbollah is still very powerful in Lebanon, and it has been speculated that they may try and take over the country. There could be a serious explosion on Israel's northern border at any moment. On Israel's southern border with Gaza, things are also tense. Qassam rockets continue to batter the southern city of Steyrat, with the government and army doing little to respond. The Israeli government seems to have given up on doing anything about it. However, this week the Arabs in Gaza managed to score a direct hit on an Israeli army base, where about 65 soldiers were wounded. Over 50 were treated for shock and about 10 suffered shrapnel wounds. Two of the injured were critical. So far, the Israeli government has done nothing in response to this attack which is strange as it seems that the government is usually quicker to respond to attacks on the army than civilians. This shows how hopeless the situation has become and what a failure the Israeli pullout from Gaza has been. Meanwhile, the Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Olmert seems bent on giving the West Bank to the Arabs, reports coming out saying he is willing to give up sovereignty of the Temple Mount to the Arabs allow them to have a capital in East Jerusalem and most of the West Bank, which would of course entail the destruction of many Jewish communities. One can't even imagine what a mess this would be, with so-called Palestinian refugees arriving by the thousands from the camps in Lebanon, many of them terrorists. If the Arabs had the West Bank, pretty much all of Israel's major cities, its international airport and industrial base, would be in range of something like the Katusha rockets Israel was hit with during the war last summer. These have a 12.7 mile range, and which can also, by the way, carry a chemical warhead. For Israel to turn over these strategic highlands to the Arabs seems crazy. Yet, hum humanly speaking, there seems to be no way to stop this process. But we've been here before. About seven years ago, Ehud Barak, who, was, who is now defense minister, tried to give all this territory to Arafat at the Camp David summit with Clinton. Thankfully, Arafat turned it down. Then it was the Taba summit. Again, the Arabs wouldn't take it. Last summer, Olmert was just about to start destroying Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria when the Lab Lebanon war broke out. Despite all the talk of destroying these communities, they have flourished in the last seven years, and many more have been established. Yet, it still seems impossible to stop 
what seems to be the number one goal of the Israeli government, the United States, Britain, and of course the European Union, of establishing a Palestinian state in the biblical heartland of Israel, Judea, and Samaria. Well, thankfully, the Most High rules, rules in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will, and he is in control. There are some strong indicators in the Bible that make a handover of the biblical areas of Judea and Samaria to the Arabs unlikely. In Joel chapter 3, God says that, In those days and in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations, and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. God has brought back the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. And the prophecy doesn't allow for a handover back to the Arabs. Judah is the southern portion of the West Bank. Further, when we combine this with Ezekiel 38, it seems even less likely. Ezekiel 38 is a prophecy which occurs in the latter days, after many days, and in the latter years verses 8 and 16, also in a time when the land is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people. We also know this regathering that we have witnessed in recent history is the regathering that the prophet is speaking of, because he says that they will come against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but it is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely all of them. This is against the mountains that have always been waste, not built up, destroyed, and then built again. Today the mountains of Israel that have been desolate for many days and always waste are built up. This is the same as saying that the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem has been returned. The prophecy doesn't allow for them to be destroyed again as far as I can see. The only thing we haven't seen is all of them dwelling safely, at rest, without walls, bars, and gates, as the prophet Ezekiel wrote. There has not been a peace like this in the Middle East, and in case you may think this applies to the time of the Oslo years, when Arafat shook Rabin's hand on the White House lawn, think again. More Israelis were killed by terrorists after that event than before. As a matter of fact, between 1967 and 1997, the years with the highest terror fatality terror fatalities were directly after the Oslo Accords. The worst years in order were 1996, 1994, 1993, and 1995. The Israeli PLO Accords were signed in September 1993. Overall, Israel suffered 73% more terror fatalities in the two years after the 1993 deal than in the two years before it. From these scriptures, we see we are still waiting for there to be peace and safety in the land of Israel, and it seems very unlikely, although against all odds, that the Arabs will take over the territory of Judah. But don't think we are waiting for there to be peace and, peace and safety before the return of Christ to the earth to sit on David's throne in Jerusalem. The peace and safety could very well come after the return of Christ and before Armageddon during the period of the judgment of the household and the instruction for those Jews in the land that have an ear to hear, in order to make them willing in the day of his power. Psalm 110. We can be sure 
that at the time of the return of christ to the earth there will be jews living on the mountains of israel in the territory of judah in the cities that have been always waste but are now inhabited those jews will be living in a state of peace and safety having no walls bars or gates either at the time of the return of christ or shortly thereafter the prophecy does not require that these cities be a part of the modern state of israel only that they exist in the required conditions we will have to keep our eyes on the news and most of all on our bibles as we wait and watch for the return of the king of the jews may he soon reign in zion come back next week god willing as we open our bibles and consider the headlines at www.bibleinthenews.com <laughs>